previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. It's Bishmuck! Yeah, all the goblins have started coming north. There are channels, you would probably recognize them as canals. It's the Parisian Canal. You come to this giant crumbling fortress. You can see goblins camped out all over the place. All the other goblins look up at the tower and you just hear, Gublio! You can see this hobgoblin has just leapt out of one of the windows. A vine snaps taut and he comes to a sliding skid down into the courtyard. Oh. So we're dealing with the hobgoblin Mr. T. Bishmuck steps forward and goes, Cousin! How are you two related? (laughs) Why did you bring them here? They were gonna go deal with the demon? I asked how much you would pay us if we were going to go kill it. I would pay a lot, because that would mean you're strong. The goblins are gathering. They come to me because I am the strongest. So if you are interested, in challenging me and you win you can have your choice of treasure well what is your treasure and he opens the door just mounds and mounds of gold and in the center is a pedestal with a black diamond atop it what are we challenging you in it's traditionally three tasks gublio we have a deal Bishmuck looks at you in admiration, kind of like whispers to you and goes, You might be able to figure out clues about the challenges. Penchak really likes to keep track of things, and he thinks that he can figure out what is going to happen. They march you over to a very large canal. The two that are starting get in. I guess it'll be a brother's battle. I'll sit this one out, but I get the next one. Gublio steps to the edge of the canal. Behold, your first challenge. You hear a massive roar, and you see a troll. Welcome to another episode of the Death Saving Bros Podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have Brad Renfro. What do you call a hippie's wife? What? Mississippi. Uh... Die. Ben Renfro. A human, a half-orc, and an elf walk into a bar. The dwarf walks under it. (laughs) Uh... Well done. Brad Richards. All right, so I was talking with my one friend about Game of Thrones the other day, and he said there was a character named Drogon. Can anybody help me with what who that is? It's a, it's a dragon. Oh, dragging my nuts on Paul's forehead? <laughs> You're goddamn right. <laughs> and Matt Smith. What's an adventurer's favorite subject? Dragons? Yes, no. It's armor class. God damn it. Ah... <laughs> uh... Ooh. <laughs> I don't know whose was worse this week. I really hated all of you. I don't, I don't get it. Oh, armor class. Jeez. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, well, did you on. actually not get it for a second? <laughs> it's important yeah. to me that you know this. Hold on, wait. Paul's the slow one of the group for once? <laughs> Fucking moron. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> <laughs>
There's no armor classes. <laughs> no, but I do me. know what Dungeons and Dragons is, which is what we play on our fifth edition actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Fuck that segue. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Boo. You can't even tell that we're playing in broad daylight. Yeah, nobody can tell that because they listen to us through their ear holes. Their ear Not balls. through their eye holes. And just so all the listeners know, this is an uh, After Dark episode, being that we are playing with the lights off, and we all know what happens when the lights go off. At night. Bro, I'm not going to lie. Like, within the light of the disco ball, I could see the light coming off it. I don't know if it's fucking steam, because of how <laughs> hot that thing probably is, but like right outside that one yellow light, I see a fucking beam and something coming off of it. Well, hopefully you guys don't explode. Get covered in lava juice. I'm not gonna lie. It's gonna be like a wild surge. This fucker is <laughs> steaming. It's about to be a TPK <laughs> in real life. <laughs> um, so who remembers what happened last time on the Death Saving Bros podcast? We were presented with three challenges. After running into a guy named Frank, and uh, then Frank disappeared. We never found Frank. So we gotta beat the biggest, baddest guy. And his three challenges. So there's Gublio, and Gublio is the cousin, and all goblins are cousins, I guess. No, Gublio's the, yeah, he's he is the biggest guy. Who he's is the cousin. Goblin. He's the cousin of our friend Bitchmack. Yep. And uh, he has tons and tons of treasure, including a black diamond, which we believe may be the Diodem Exorius, maybe. I'm gonna touch it. Or other, it's valuable. And if we beat him, we all get to pick our own treasure out of that room. And so we have to go through his three challenges, and it ended with uh, what we believe to be a fight between me and Ambionitis, or Brixius <laughs> and Ambionitis. We'll have to fight and, each uh, other to the death. And a troll uh, walking out into the arena, and that's where we kind of ended. Precisely. So let me go ahead and paint the theater of the mind picture for you. So you walked through this fortress out into the swamp land. And you had walked along a path that was lined with torches and all the goblins were marching along with you and cheering you on and ready to go, ready for a fight. And Gublio invited you to jump down into the remnants of what used to be a canal. This canal is about 50 feet deep, 50 feet across, and before it collapses on either side, you've got about... 300 feet or 100 yards, one football field's length of this, I guess, pen. Uh, right before we ended the episode, two of the goblins knocked aside some pylons that released these chains, opening up a cage door in the side of the canal, and out came a roaring troll. Gublio had said, we haven't fed this troll in a little while. It will test you to see if you are stronger than I was when I conquered this area. They're just like, we haven't fed this in a long time. They knock the door open and just like a, a corpse just falls out. <laughs> <laughs> we waited too long. <laughs> uh, so now before we start this fight, there are, as I said last episode, because this canal has started to fall apart, Large chunks of stone have fallen into the canal and kind of form these uh, moss and lichen-covered mounds in the earth. So there are four of those. There's one directly in front of this open cage, and then there are two to either side. 
they are approximately 25 feet from you if you're facing the cage. The first one is 25 feet in front of you, and then the other two are on either side, another 10 feet in front. And then there is one more mound to your right, approximately 15 feet away from the end of that penned-in canal area. How big are trolls? I'm, I'm guessing large. <laughs> this one's going to look like a crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> What's, oh, they are large. Giant. Yeah. Oh. So what, about 9 feet, 10 feet? They're still fucking huge. Oh, and I should also say, these mounds, all of them are standalone, except for the one that is in front of you and to the right. There are two giant chains that you can see attached to that stone, and they go up to the edge of the canal system, and they're anchored there uh, right next to where the pylons were, where the goblins knocked those pylons out and released the cage door. So this thing came out. Has it seen us yet? Uh, Well, let us find out what happens after we roll for initiative. I'm a bitch. Everybody can roll for initiative because as we established last episode and you guys happen to mention, these goblins don't understand magic and they're very feared of it. So you might be able to influence the outcome. Can't find my D20. <laughs> Let me turn the light on. No. This is how after dark episodes work. My roll for initiative is a nine. Thirteen. Eleven. Can't beat me. I got an eight. So, Ambionitis, you are going to go first. Let's go! The troll has seen you, but it has not had a chance to react to this new meat that is wandered into its lair. Thank you. <laughs> so, at this point, I would kind of try to get any advantage that we possibly could on this fucking thing. We haven't fought a troll, we fought ogres, right? Correct. Okay. Um, but I know Abe is a known monster murderer. Um, so I want to yell to Brixia and say, Hey, ask Abe if he knows anything about trolls that we should know before we just go balls at this thing. Of course, brother. When it's my turn, I'll do that. You got it. So for now, I'm going to shoot a fucking, I'm going to shoot a firebolt at it. Let's see if that does anything. Uh, sure. Go ahead and shoot a firebolt. How far are me and Abe from this thing? You are 50 feet up. Hey, Paul, how long does my invisibility staff make me invisible for? Oh, as long as the invisibility spell works. <laughs> what? That was wow. Most, that was the most bullshit fucking... How long does this work for? As long as it's supposed to work for. Thanks, Dungeon Master. Uh, up to one hour. Okay. Does a 20 hit this fucking thing? A 20 will hit this troll. Okay. 1d10, okay. Yep, and it's just straight up. Actually, I have a question about that. Do we add in, for damage, our modifier? No, not unless because, the spell tells you to. Right, so... Doesn't okay. it get added to the damage, though, for, like, my fists? Yeah, it's different. Yeah, we're talking for, like, fire bolts and, like, some of our spells. Does... What does a four do to him? Is he looking pretty rough after that one? Well, I'll tell you what. Actually, you know what? 
you tell me what this looks like. This opening salvo. Opening salvo. You ever see whack-a-mole? I'm gonna pop around the hill, launch it, and duck. Alright, so then you won't see its reaction. But those of you that are up above the canal, looking down on this as it's happening, you see Ambionitis poke his head out, point at the troll, a firebolt goes streaking towards it, hits it full in the chest, and it flails its arms almost comically, and it's just roaring. Its green skin is mottling as it's blistering and bruising, and its greasy black hair is flying left and right, and it goes down on all fours and roars at this mound, and it looks like it's about ready to charge. Uh, well, it passes out from malnutrition instead. <laughs> Abe, you are up. Do I know anything about trolls? Give me a history check. Does it have to do with demons? Yes, does it have to do with demons secretly? No. It's a demonic troll. Is there any way I could use something other than history? Like survival or something? Yeah, you could give me a survival. Or nature. Nature actually would probably be better. Well, that's going to be the same as history. (laughs) (laughs) How about survival? Survival more applies to... And track them and study them in their natural habitat. No, it's going to be a nature check. God damn it. What's your highest modifier? Can I persuade myself (laughs) to know more about it? What's your nature check? One. It's going to be the same as history. Oh, that's your modifier? Yeah. Oh, well, that's fine. Just go ahead and roll it. What about performance? To perform a successful uh, thinking process about remembering. Or deception. You deceive yourself into remembering. Gonna be a 16. A 16. So you do know that trolls have a regenerative property. So they have to be assaulted with some sort of corrosive damage in order to keep them from regenerating. What I know that means specifically like fire or acid or like yeah you would know that it's fire or acid cool uh how far away is this thing actually from like where jet and i are standing it is 50 feet below you like just straight 50 feet below us like well i guess you wouldn't be on that side of the canal you would have been on the same side that ambionitis and brixius entered into so it would be 50 feet down and 50 feet across, which... Pythagorean theorem. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. 500, what's the square Let's say, of? let's call it 80 feet. I'm going to... I don't know if I really have anything that can reach out and touch it that far. Other than an arrow. Pretty sure goblins understand arrows. It's 71 feet. Yeah, that makes all the difference. Yeah, right? I just did the math, too. <laughs> Is anywhere... Like, can I tell, like... When this troll charges them, is there, like, any particular obvious way it has to go through, like a bottleneck, or, like, can I tell how it's going to charge, I guess? It's probably going to run right at them. Yeah, I guess out at the extreme range, I want to cast Create Bonfire. That has a range of 60 feet, so I guess wherever that's going to show up on the canal, and it just makes a little five-foot square bonfire. I just want to put it in its path, like... 60 feet away in front of it in its path. I guess like in between those two middle stones? Is that how it's gonna like have to run towards them? It could go Unless it goes around the side. Which one is more direct? Going between the two 
uh, stones. So Ambionitis and Brixius are closer to that first stone uh, that is directly in front of them, and then there's one to the left of them, and the troll will have to run between those two. Oh, okay. So I'll put put the bonfire like in between those two then. Okay. And create bonfire. What components are there to do that? Oh, let's find out. So it is verbal and somatic. Yeah. Which means that you will have to speak and you will have to move your fingers. Therefore, you will need to roll a stealth check to see if you can hide this from the goblins that are around you. I'm going to mumble mumble and wiggity waggity. And stealthy stealthily? Yeah. Nine. (laughs) Ooh, a nine. (laughs) I'm praying for their success. Well... Bishmuck is right next to you and he rolled an 11. So he looks at you and his eyes go wide and says, Did you just try to interfere with the challenge? Nope. I'm praying for their success. You you can't interfere. If Gublio finds out, he'll kill you all. Well, he's not going to find out, is he? And I'm going to glare at him. Don't do it again. Because there's nothing to find out. Don't do it again. Does that impact the uh, entire crowd watching this bonfire appear out of nowhere? I mean, they just saw Ampionidas fuck a firebolt, so... Uh, This fire has sent them all into a frenzy. They're gripping their hair and pulling it out, and they're, like, pushing each other. They're starting to mosh, because this is crazy. (laughs) They've never seen anything like this. Most metal thing they've ever seen in the world. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It is Brixius' turn. All right, uh, I would like to start with casting message to speak with Abe, my good buddy, up behind me. Abe, do you know anything about trolls that would help us in this fight, being that you are a monster hunter? They heal real good, so burn it or hit it with acid. Well, that really sucks, because... If me and Ambionitis can only use firebolts, this is going to be a really long battle because they don't do a lot of damage. I have acid splash. That does not do a lot of damage <laughs> either as a level one sorcerer. Can't you just combine it, like hit it with fire, stop its regen, and then murder it? Wait, yeah, how... Yeah, that, that was going to be my like, next question. Yeah, a little metagaming like... for a second. How exactly does that, like work does it like I'm sure regeneration does not have anything to do with getting beaten to death by blunt objects so like when you set it on fire does that just like cut its regeneration period or like does it just not regenerate the damage it takes from fire well with a 16 roll I won't tell you that (laughs) how about (laughs) so you're telling me how about for a quick sucky sucky under the table (laughs) (laughs) just roll again real quick if only you were here Abe, so if I just hit him with my Warhammer a lot, you're telling me that's not going to get the job done. I mean, it'll work eventually, but it's going to be healing a bunch of that. It'll definitely help with his malnutrition and probably diabetes. Let me put it this way. For a 16, you would know that you have to burn the bodies of trolls. Otherwise, they'll come back. You can beat him, but make sure you set him on fire, too. Okay, uh... And Abe's bonfire is out right now, correct? Yes, it's sitting between these two stones. The two stones are about 20 feet apart, and how large is the bonfire? 
five feet. Okay, so it takes up a quarter <laughs> of this space. Oh, thanks, Abe. Um, so from there, what I would like to do is I would like You're to... You're done. Oh? Yes. <laughs> Mass what? message is a casting time of one action. So I can't move? You could move. I don't get my movement as I was trying to do. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Never. I just really wanted to catch you. Be like, ha Never catch me. <laughs> uh, so from there, I would like to move to position myself kind of close to the fire. So if the troll were to charge at me from there, like he would have to go around the fire. Okay. Essentially. So you're using the bonfire sort of like uh, cover as if you were hiding behind the boulder. Correct. Um, essentially what I'm going to try to do is kind of like... Uh, like, hoard him into the fire. You know, try to make him miss me. Eventually, maybe he might step into the fire and burn. Um, that's kind of what my intentions are. But I am, yes, using the fire as cover, as like a barrier in between me and the troll. Okay. Jet, you are watching this spectacle happen before you, and the goblins around you are all amped up, and they're shouting, Fire! 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 The only creature that is not crazed out of its mind right now is Gublio, who is across the canal from you and watching everything intently, and Bishmuk, who has just turned to Abe and is very much aware of the fact that Abe just tried to interfere with the happenings below. Okay. If everybody around is kind of going crazy, they're probably not paying much attention to me. And would that give me, like, an opportunity to, like, just sort of block the line of sight for Mr. Gublio and hit my invisibility staff? You would have to roll a stealth check to duck underneath these goblins and disappear from sight of Gublio before activating your invisibility. Sure. That'll be a 14. All right, that is better than Gublio's active perception check. And the goblins around you. Yeah, so Bishmuck there is turning around and, you know, smacking Abe on the wrist or whatever. So I'm just going to kind of go back, duck down, walk sort of behind him so that I'm behind Bishmuck and blocking how Gublio can see me. And I'm going to reach into my, like, little uh, coat pocket or the little pocket that I got where I got my staff slung up. And I was going to say, you've got your staff in a pocket? I was going to say it's where it's slung up in, like, you know, my robe or get-up. And it'll be just a very faint uh, glow of my aura, and I vanish. And I'm going to kind of try to put myself... Well, how much of, it, like, actions did I use to turn invisible? Like, is it... Am I going to end my turn on the wall if I just start walking down the wall? Right, so it is one action <laughs> to use the invisibility of the staff. And then can it be a bonus action to shadow step to a shadow of behind the rock that Brucey's and Ambionitis are at? Yeah, you could do that. Okay, so that is what I will do. Am I next to them, or are you guys like... Yes, Ambionitis is currently behind the rock, so you are next to him. Uh, Brixius is behind the bonfire, which is 10 feet away. Be going, uh, I'll pop up behind Ambionitis... And I'll just be like, hey, Ambionitis, it's me, Jet. Ah, the f- 
fuck are you doing here? Just figured I'd be uh be able to help you here. If you guys need anything, I'll go trip the de- uh, troll or something. Smack his kneecaps when he charges at you. Hmm. Well. I only got about an hour, though. This should be done within an hour. Go to... So there's two rocks and the bonfire's in the middle of them. Yes. There's one off to your left. Ten feet closer to the opposite wall in terms of just, like, depth. But it's about 20 feet to the left. Flank the troll and wait to see if we get into some shit. Good. That's what I'm here for. Good. Alrighty. It is the troll's turn. The troll is on all fours and is going to start glumphing over towards you, skidding to a halt just to the side of the middle rock, the one that Ambionitis is on the opposite side of. And as the troll is moving forward, Gublio starts riling up the goblins again, going, troll, 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 troll. And all the goblins are answering, troll, 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 troll. Ambionitis, you're up. So this thing's right by me. It is just around the rock from you. Uh, It would be like 10 feet of movement to get around the rock. It would be about 15 to get over the rock. So I want to go into a rage. First of all, and then can I go over the rock, jump off said rock, and warhammer this fucker? I would love to see you try that. I don't like that answer. No, I mean, like, I would honestly love to see you try to do that. Go ahead. All right. You're up on top of the rock. Let's see if you hit this. Oh, fucking. Uh. Oh. Does a 22 hit it? You know it does. Fucking. Hmm. What did I roll last time? 22. 22. Does a 24 hit it? Ah, it's higher. It doesn't like it being higher. Well, either do police. Yay. Okay, I'll do 12 on that hit. And then as I come down, can I swing back at it again for a second hit? Fucking 14. You have just dealt some serious damage to this troll. And, uh... You've bruised it badly. It's fucking bruised? Yeah. What do you mean bruised? <laughs> See his green skin just get a dark purple. Yeah, here with a fucking fireball and he has two bones made hammers. of glass and skin made of paper. He goes, owie. Well, it's <laughs> blistered on his chest and it's bruised elsewhere. Where did you hit it exactly with your warhammer? Head then chest. Okay, so it looks slightly concussed as well. I'd hope so. <laughs> I jumped off the rock, momentum, inertia, gravity, and swinging a fucking... What is my Warhammer made out of, steel? Yeah. Man, that's only like level 10 on RuneScape. No, that's level 5. That's weak shit right there. Jesus. Abe, your turn. He bitch smack. Bitch smack. That's yes, that's sad. what I said. So, Gublio's like chilling on the other side of the canal by himself, right? Yeah, well, yes, there are a group of goblins around him, but he is clearly taller than all the rest of them. Is he... So you said there's, like, a set of chains leading to, like, one of those boulders? Correct. And it's, like, up next to where the goblins knocked out those other pylons or whatever? Correct. Can I see, like, what... Like, do the chains look like they do anything? Or for any real purpose other than they're just, like, kind of attached to this boulder? The chains come up from 
the boulder, and then there's like little eye hooks, not little, but very large eye hooks on top of the canal. And then there is a bunch of chain coiled up there, but you really don't, I mean, it doesn't look like they're meant to do anything necessarily. Does the, do the boulders look like they like move or be dragged or something? It's like what the trolls play tetherball with during recess. Give me a perception check. Gonna be a 17. You notice some flattened earth around the boulder coming from the boulder towards the far wall of the canal. All right, kind of like the boulder gets dragged that way, I would imagine. That would be a good assumption. So, yes. I'm not saying yes, I'm just saying that would be consistent with your observations. Are there any concessions in this group of goblins that I can partake of? Concessions? Yeah, like some snacks. Is anyone talking? He's straight up leaving this fight. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, bitch smack's going to be a little asshole about me doing anything, so... There's two goblins just to the left of you, and each of them are holding two giant hams, just ham bones, and they're shaking them around. Ham bones, get your ham bones here. I mean, it's got a Mm, bunch of ham ham. on it, but just think like your cartoony style ham, ham hock. Hey, hey goblin, hook me up with one of those ham bones. Give me a persuasion roll. (laughs) <laughs> what if I say it aggressively? No. Uh, 19. Yeah, buddy, here you go. Thanks, bro. I want to start chowing down. Brixius, you're up. Okay, so I saw Ambionitis engage in physical combat with this troll. Uh, when he came up and stopped, like, by the by the hill, how far away from me and the bonfire was that? 15 feet. All right, so how unreasonable would this sound? What I pictured was being able to kind of take my Warhammer and kind of like, you know, kind of scoop and fling some of like the logs and everything from this bonfire to like get burning debris up and like hit him with it. Is that like out of range to kind of flip like some of this debris from the bonfire towards him? It's not like actually made out of wood. It's just magic. It's a big conflagration of flame. Gotcha. Well, that kind of changes my plans. All right, here's an idea. So, looking at my player sheet, I know I have a dungeoneering pack, which within the pack, there is the backpack itself. Would I be able to take said backpack and catch it on fire and then hurl it at him? Yes, you could do that. Spells like Firebolt and Bonfire specifically state that flammable objects will catch fire as long as they're not being worn or carried. So in this case, if you plan on not carrying it, you could light it on fire. Actually, what's going to make more sense coming out of my pack is I do have torches. <laughs> so Yeah, that'd probably be smarter so that you can carry the rest of the stuff. So what I'm going to do then is I would like to take a torch and light it on fire in the bonfire that is there. And then I would actually like to run up to the troll and if he's engaged with my brother stab the flaming torch into his back and then I would like to take my war hammer and swing around and then like try to drill it into his back sure go ahead and try alright so I do that yeah let's go ahead and uh, roll the attack of the torch first 
All right, and that is going to be, I'm gonna do that as strength. Uh, that's going to be uh, 17 plus nine is 26. Are you proficient in, uh, in torches? Simple weapons? Uh, yeah. Okay, I mean, it's not gonna matter either way, but yeah, you hit this troll with the flaming torch and let's see if you are able to smack it into his back. Oh boy. That is a natural one. Alright, so instead of uh, spiking this into the troll's back, you actually miss and break the torch in half. So go ahead and roll damage on the uh, torch. Since it's an improvised weapon, you are going to roll a 1d4. And since you did attack with strength, you can add your strength. That is going to be a 7. And that is flaming damage to this troll's back, and you can see it blistering up on its skin, just like you saw on its chest when you when Ambionitis hit it with a firebolt. I would also like to, uh, to shout out to Ambionitis at this point. Ambionitis, in case you didn't know, you gotta kill it with fire or acid to do the final damages to it. We can hit it with our regular weapons, but it won't do as much as we think it's doing. Huh. Well, that would explain this, the chest wounds. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I would like to cite my sources and say that Abe told me this information. So, it's solid information. So, just so you know. So, you know, too. Great. I'll make sure to high-five him. And I guess that uh, concludes my turn. Okay, so, Jet, you are down there with the Hammer Bottom Brothers. You are hidden behind the first stone closest to the the contestant side, I guess. The troll is just on the opposite side of the boulder from you, which is 10 feet around or 15 feet over. The bonfire is 10 feet to your left, and there is a second boulder 20 feet away. Real quick question about invisibility. If I attack, do I lose my invisibility? You do. Hmm. I'm half tempted just to run back up the wall and go get snacks with Abe then. There's not a whole lot we can do about this one. <laughs> you can go pants Gublio. Just to have fun with it. Can try to sneak off to just steal whatever treasure I want from the vault room now that I'm invisible for an hour. Just start walking and pushing goblins in one by one over the side as bait for the troll. I mean, just keep losing their balance. I guess you could do that, in all honesty. I think I'm just going to go kind of back behind the troll and find a rock over there. Just in case uh, things are looking bad, I can, like, yell at the troll or something. Because I doubt anybody else will be able to hear me over the crowd cheering, except for the troll. So that might distract him momentarily. Okay. Uh, so are you going to the stone that is to your left? which is beyond the bonfire, or are you going to the stone that is directly behind the troll, which has the chains coming off of it? I'm going to go to the chains. Okay. That one is also 20 feet away from you, so you easily make it there, and you are crouched by this stone. Yeah, I'll just sit on top of the stone at this point. I'm just invisible. (laughs) Okay, you're sitting on top of it. I want to get a good view for this fight. Front row. Best use of invisibility. Sneak into sporting events. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the troll is going to attack. So having been flamed in the back and almost had this torch shoved into its shoulder blades, 
it is going to reach around and slash at Brixius with its long, curling, taloned fingers. And it is going to swipe twice at you. Swipe right. And left. Ooh. I'm going to go, hey, troll, over here. Your best female troll impression. <laughs> Brixius does a 15 hit. No, it does not. How about a 19? The 19 will. All right, so it is going to deal you five from its taloned attack, and then it is going to drop on all fours and gnash its teeth at you, trying to bite into your arm. And that is an 18. That will also hit, so this thing has three fucking attacks. Great. Does it now? And that's another 11. So a total of 16 damage to you. All right, so... What I am going to do is I will uh, parry that bite using one of my uh, superiority die. Aha. Okay, and how does parry work? We haven't had you parry something in a little while. Yeah, it has been quite a minute. Um, The way it works is I can roll a superiority die, which is a d8, and add my dexterity modifier, and it reduces the damage I take by that amount. Just in simple terms, so... That is going to be six less damage. So instead of that 11, it's only taking a five there. Uh, so that's what, 10 total then? Five and five? Yeah, you're right. Cool. So go ahead and paint the picture. How exactly do you parry his gnashing teeth? So once he drops down to his knees and starts coming at my dick like that with his teeth, I am going to... Like, as he's, like, lunging his head forward to actually, like, bite, I'm going to kind of, uh, like, take his head and kind of, like, use my Warhammer that's in my hand and, like, kind of, like, come across to push his head over to the side. And so as I'm pushing, I guess he's still doing damage, so he's able to still kind of graze and bite as I'm uh, knocking his head to the side so he just doesn't get, like, the full chunk when he's taking that bite. All right. And Gublio starts to laugh from up above and... He says, the trolls have gnashing teeth. They're very sharp, huh? Well, how about when there's more than one? They always hunt in packs. Suddenly, the goblins standing next to him grab onto the chains, and you just hear a, oh, 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 as they start wheeling these chains in and the boulder that is attached to these chains starts moving closer towards their side of the canal, exposing a hole that is underneath it, and out comes another troll. Ooh. Ambionitis, your turn. So the second troll in relation to me is where? 20 feet away from you. To the right? To your right, correct. And I'm engaged with this one. You are engaged with the troll directly in front of you, correct? And it looks bruised. Yes, and blistered. Well, I guess I'm just gonna fucking hit it. Might as well. Good move. That's what I thought. Strong play. That's what I thought. Thought we were playing. We're playing big man games around here. Ooh, fucking daddy, do me. So I rolled a 19, but since I have that blessed warhammer, that is a critical. Ooh, fucking. Sex. So Daddy Do Me is a good thing. Daddy Do Me is a great Take thing. Take a quick second to uh, thank that priest that blessed it. <laughs> Fuck that dude. 
why don't you go ahead and are you going to attack it twice? Of course I am. Give me the second attack roll. And then we'll deal damage. Ooh. Well, it's going to be higher than 20, I'll tell you that. Well, that's two hits. Let's see what kind of damage you do. So on the critical, you're going to roll the damage dice twice, and then you're going to add your modifiers once. Right. And then you'll roll like normal. 17 on one hit, plus four, so 21 for the critical. Oh, actually, don't I have shit? Oh, the damn light went out. Savage attacks. I roll an extra damage dice. Yes. Look at you finally using your feats. All right, so you're going to roll the damage dice twice. I, I keep saying twice. The damage dice twice, and then add another damage die, and then add your modifiers. So pretty much you're rolling four damage dice and two modifiers. Yes. So 21 was for the first hit modifiers and the crit, and then add eight to that. 29. 29, and that's for the savage attack. And the second hit is another 14. Jeez. You lost me there. <laughs> oh, I know. 29 and 14. 14. You just lost me there. <laughs> 43? Sure. Er. Okay. Paint the picture for me because this troll is fucking hurt. So I guess um, I would swing. Is it facing me or is it facing Brixius? It's facing Brixius. Oh, so I'm going to crack his knees. He's Wait, he's on his hands and knees. Oh, is he? Yeah, he dropped down to all fours like a dog to bite at me. Yeah, so I'm going to crack his knees with the critical. So I'm going to crack his one knee and it's going to go into his other knee and they're just going to sweep. And then I would swing up and over onto his spine. This troll looks nearly crippled. He just took a massive hit as he was going for the end zone. And he's not getting up very quick. Fuck yeah. The other troll, though, sees this and bum rushes you. The lowest roll was a 14. Does that hit? 14? No. Does a 17 hit? That depends. Does a 17 hit? Yes. Okay. And then the third attack was a natural 20. Ain't that a bitch. You are going to be raked across the back by its long talons. The first one falls short because it is just so enraged that it misjudges, gouges the earth, and then the second one is going to rake your back, and it is going to latch onto your shoulder with its sharp teeth and start yanking you around as if you were a chew toy. Hmm. Dealing 30 damage to you. Is that ha- is that after it's halved? No, that was not halved. Holy shit balls. I was like, when did this guy just start hitting 60 balls? So I take 15. Yeah, it would have been more impressive if it had gone after Brixius, but it goes after you. You know, I'm kind of a big deal around here. <laughs> Man, we're still looking chipper. Abe, you just saw this second troll come out and rake its claws around Ambionitis. You've got that ham hock. All right, I'm going to be munching down on that. And then get right up in bitch smack's face like just crouch down like my face like one inch away from his face and be like so that's not interference huh just adding in an extra combatant in the middle of the fight this always happens hmm, hmm? there hmm? are 
trolls always hunt in herds. Hmm. Would that be something I would have known with a roll of 16? That wasn't what you were asking. I asked, what do I know about trolls? Oh, that's fair. Hmm. <laughs> I guess the gods forgot to mention it. All right, so I want to cast Thaumaturgy to make my boy voice boom. And I want to just go, let's get ready to rumble. The goblins go fucking nuts. I mean, if it was almost moshing before, it's definitely moshing now. And a couple goblins have actually fallen into the pit. Hell yes. All according to plan. I mean, I, I guess I'm done then. There's not really anything else I can do. And then a third troll comes out of that pit. Son what the bitch. fuck? And it is going to gang up on Ambionitis. Bring that shit on. Can I not bounce off of his head or something to. You're sitting busy on the him? rock. The rock that got moved, right? <laughs> yeah, and he was sitting on it. All right, so two attacks there. You're going to get one claw and one bite. Uh, the first was an 18, the second one was a 23. And then the last one was a nine. So you're going to take a total of 19. Halved would be 10. As you round up. So 10. Yes, sir. Not bad. And it is Brixius's turn. You are now being borne down upon, or well, I guess a troll is bearing down on you, and two are bearing down on your brother. Perfect. So with the one that's right in front of me, I'd like to hit it with a chaos bolt. Oh my goodness, this dice is not doing me well tonight. That is a natural one, which means I'm going to wild surge. Oh, hell yeah. Oh my goodness, the same dice. That one's being put away for now, but I'm happy to wild surge. I like that. So I take it you probably want me to do that first before we do my second uh, thing that I wanted to do this turn. Uh, Let me see. Go ahead and tell me what else you wanted to do. All right, well... Being that I didn't hit it, uh, I would like to use my action surge to get... Well, okay, so then I actually want to make sure I pull out my shield as well. I'd like to say that, because I don't know if I initially had said that, but now I want my shield out as a bonus action. Then I want to use my action surge, which will give me another action and bonus action for the turn. And I guess since I saw my spell wasn't working so well that I will so yeah okay if you are in game going to action action surge because the magic did not work let's go ahead and find out what actually happened with your magic alright so I have to roll that uh, d100 so we're gonna play the metal dice is the tens column and the regular die is the uh, ones column gonna be a 38 whatever that is on the wild surge table and everybody turns invisible <laughs> something stupid oh wait do i lose my beard of feathers and something else had happened we're about to find out oh my goodness 38 you said that's what i said <laughs> okay trolls mutate and have two heads now unless an 83 sounds cooler we can switch the ones and tens whatever you want for game purposes so a 38 on the wild surge table, 1d6 flumps appear in an unoccupied space and are controlled by the DM. They are frightened of you. They vanish after one minute. 
What's a flump? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck's a flump. F-O-U-M-P-H, they're like little jellyfish-looking things. Uh, a flump. Oh my goodness. They are mysterious creatures that are propelled through the air by- They're lawful good creatures. Oh, they're fucking adorable. <laughs> they look like, uh, tento- They look like jellyfish with, uh, eye stalks and a giant mouth in the top of the, uh, jellyfish head. Weird-looking creature. So you control them, though? I control them. But they're lawful good by nature. And they are frightened of you. Can I try to, like, intimidate them and ask them to do something on my agenda? They're intelligent creatures, it says. They have an intelligence of 14. They're smarter <laughs> than most of us. <laughs> and if they're scared of me, I can maybe just light them all on fire and have them fly into the trolls. <laughs> That'd be an idea. They are carnivores. They might eat the trolls instead. That's true. Especially if they're afraid of me. And they're just kind of floating around for a minute. They do have telepathy. They could just, like, swarm and attack, like, the group of trolls. Intimidate them into attacking the trolls. I guess it depends how nice Paul wants to be, because uh, they are controlled by him. And they change color depending on their mood. <laughs> this one's angry. <laughs> they're pink when they're amused, blue when they're sad, green when they're being curious, red when they're angry. Paul, what color are these jellyfishes? What color are the flumps? Um, right now they are... purple. They're sad and angry. They're scared. They possess advanced knowledge of philosophy and other subjects. <laughs> <laughs> I saw something. There's like a flump society. They fed on psionic energy and were therefore more likely to be found near strong sources. Well, I guess I probably... I, I, I would have never seen one of these before, I would imagine. So it makes no difference to me. However... In case anybody was wondering, they are they travel and live in complex and organized groups called cloisters. And within each of these groups, each one has a place and purpose. Their tentacles are acidic and can be used as defensive weapons if necessary. There are three of them. So we'll find out what happens with them. Right now they're just... Around this uh, area. <laughs> well, you just hear me mumble under my breath. Damn it. <laughs> Thought I had that one. <laughs> yeah, knowing that I messed up the spell, I'm like, damn it. And I just take out my Warhammer because I'm shit. And I'm just going to beat the uh, beat the one in front of me, I guess. Um, the troll with my Warhammer. So I guess let's see if I hit. Well, it wasn't a natural one, but it was a natural two. But when I add my 11 to it, it's 13. that do anything? A 13 does not. All right, well, I'm going to swing again. It's a little better. That's a 17. 17 will hit. Perfect. And that's going to be 16 damage. So as I kind of, like, hit its head to the side um, when he tried to bite me, I'm then going to swing my Warhammer around and just smack him in his jaw uh, as he was biting out afterwards for the 16 damage. All right. And with that, you put it down. It was crumpled on the ground after Ambionitis uh, smashed its spine. And now you whacking it in the jaw, you heard something break in its neck. Perfect. That is awesome. And as a bonus action, what did I want to do? I really had something in mind that I wanted to do. Um, well, that sucks. I forgot what I wanted to do, so I guess I'm not going to do anything. Man. 
It was actually cool. Jet, you are sitting atop the boulder and you still are invisible. These trolls are 20 feet away from you and suddenly there are these floating tentacled purplish jellyfish looking creatures going well I'd say again I can't really attack I guess I'll walk over to see what these jellyfish things are about like I'm not going to like attack them or anything but I'm gonna go I guess over to the nearest rock by them this turn see if they decide to do anything about that all right, so you are just strolling across this open battlefield. Just gonna like run behind the trolls and be like, "Hey, trolls, look at me behind you." Um, all right. As I'm walking past. And what's your stealth check? Allow me to roll. Since I'm invisible, is it any sort of a bonus to that? Yeah, no, you can have advantage. So the first roll is a 19. Yeah, you successfully make it past them. Roll again, just in case you hit a nat 20. That was a 13. Always worth it. Happy New Year, loyal listeners. We hope you enjoyed the holiday season as much as we did, and we hope you're enjoying this episode. We wanted to give you a nice long battle episode to begin 2020 right. But just to interrupt this episode real quick, I just want to highlight a few things for you as we begin the year. Perhaps you notice the mid-roll introduction music is different from normal. That's because it's just one of the amazing tracks that are being created over at Music D20. Will Savino is putting together a curated list of original tabletop tracks that would be perfect for your next campaign. We should know, all the music in this episode is courtesy of Will. For just $2 a month, you'll get access to the full tracks, while higher tiers get you previews of upcoming music and input for what Will writes next. All of it is available at patreon.com musicd20. Don't forget that you can also support us by telling your friends and family about the podcast. Word of mouth is the best way to get the news out there, and then repping some Death Saving Bros swag will help you sell the pitch. Shirts, hoodies, notebooks, and more are available on redbubble.com. Just search Death Saving Bros. Finally, if you'd like to stay in touch and hear our news as it happens, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or Reddit at Death Saving Bros. All one word. And finally, finally, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. And the troll that you had just killed, Brixius, its neck cricks and cracks. And then it gets back up on all fours. It still looks severely hurt, but it's alive again. And it is going to bite and slash at you. Damn it. That's right. We got to kill it with fire. Okay, my lowest roll was a 19. 
So, those are gonna hit. Here we go. You know what? Let me get some extra d6s. Make this quicker. Alright, well, I will parry one of those. Which one? The claw, claw, or bite? The one that's gonna do the most damage. Preferably. You feel like the claws have hurt more than the bites. Okay, if you say so. I guess the, uh, the first claw. That's gonna be eight. Well, minus ten. So then you don't take any damage from that first claw. Uh, you just manage to get your warhammer up and bat his hand away. And then you're gonna take 16 damage from the second claw as it comes down and slices through the tunic that you have on. And the bite is going to catch your hand as it's batting away the one claw. And Gublio is laughing. Ambionitis, you have two trolls on you. Yeah. I have what, two healthy ones on me? Yes. And then the one that just came back alive is on Brixie's. Alright, I guess I'll just keep hacking away at some fucking trolls. Do you have any items or anything that might be able to help you? As far as what? I don't know. You've collected a lot of weird stuff over these episodes. Maybe you have something in your pack that could help you. Oh, that's bright. Damn. I got a backpack full of corn. Yeah, I got a, <laughs> I got a drum. A hunting trap. <laughs> Maybe if you that? offer them popcorn, they won't eat you. Yeah. Um. No, I mean, I have my boots of speed, my helm of ram. I mean, other than that, I really don't have... If I got any potions, I know I didn't write them down. I know Abe has that information. My secretary. Yeah, I definitely passed out, like... Yeah, right. Because we, we got, like, one health potion for each of us, I think. I would have passed them out to the group, like, equally. Yeah. Everybody has a health potion. And then I think Abe has the other potions that I gave out. Or not that I gave out, but that the bartender in Astrocaine gave you. Right, right. You, I know you have something else. Are you trying to tell me that I have something that I don't know I have? I do have a divine thing, but that doesn't help me. Now, is it something that was passed out when we went into Marbo- Marnborn that we never used? No. No? Hmm. Who did you just defeat? Siren. Siren. Yeah, do you remember the thing that you picked up from Siren's place? No. Well, guess we can't use it because he didn't write it down. Yeah, that's true. Way I, to go, dumbass. I picked pick something up. Uh, but Abe remembers, don't you, Abe? Is it the helmet? No, the helmet oh, I got ring. from the fucking tomb. No, that was, that was from Siren's house, right? Or... The helmet? No, I got Yeah, the... didn't you get the helmet and the boots, like, together? Mm-hmm. I thought that was the same place. You got your anal beads. Yeah, because we looted the fuck out of Siren's cabin. It's where we got, like, 90% of our stuff. Do you remember a particular hatchet? Oh, the one that paralyzes people because Abe got smacked with it and couldn't move. Wow. You've had a hatchet on you that paralyzes people this whole time, ever since that episode. fuck did I pick up a hatchet? That literally paralyzes people, huh? And you've been kind of holding out on that. What fucking episode did this happen in? Oh, yeah, because you yanked it out of my chest and I was like, ah! (laughs) But he couldn't move. 37. So you're telling me, (laughs) even when we fought Siren and everything else, you could have (laughs) just... Paralyzed. <laughs> if I see him pull out this hatchet, I would like to whip a firebolt at him. <laughs> <laughs> and what does a hatchet do? 1d6? 1d6. 
unless the target fails a DC 14 constitution saving throw, in which case it deals an extra 1d8, and the target is paralyzed. Huh. You've been having this uh, <laughs> super OP weapon this whole time. <laughs> I swear to God. This entire time, you've just been fucking carrying it in your fucking backpack. I gotta listen to this episode because you said you gotta 37. listen when we play in person. You gotta write shit down. <laughs> Man, I really don't think I picked anything up. Okay, oh, you were probably playing RuneScape and didn't realize. Yeah, it probably was. Um, you specifically made a point of, "Hey, can I go pick up that hatchet?" And then you rolled oh well and found goodness. it. Or no, I think I just gave it to you, and you're like, "Dope, never to be touched again." Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, back to these trolls. I'm going to, I mean, I guess at that, at that point, can I even remember that I have it? Yes, you just remembered. By the grace of God. By the grace of... Helleros. Paul Camper. Man, Helleros is being good to us today. Would it be Helleros? Is that who my divine thing is from? Did I do that? Anyways. We're talking to the God God, as in Paul Camper. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll draw that little magical hatchet and take some hacks. Hey, brother, is that the hatchet from Syrians? I don't think so. Do you want me to just keep the roll I had before or roll a new one? Uh, what was the roll? 18. I'll take it. Are you throwing it or are you just, like, driving it into the one that's on you? I'm hacking them. Okay. In the neck. Are you leaving the ha- the hatchet in or are you just, like... Hell no. I'm hacking him like a fucking tree. As soon as you pull that out, he becomes re-unparalyzed. Well, I'm gonna hit him twice with it. Do I have to leave it in him for them to be paralyzed? As soon as you pulled it out of Abe, he was able to move and talk. Yeah, but... And go, ah! Yeah. You can do an Arcana check with advantage. Great! Five. That was with advantage? Oh, wait, shit, never mind. Hold on. I lied. (laughs) Great! Five! (laughs) (laughs) I'll just let you know that you remember. That, wow. I, that I have to leave it in him? A five roll does that for him, huh? <laughs> well, God. The grace of God is being real good to us tonight. If you attack twice and it doesn't work, you'll remember, oh, I have to leave it in. Yeah. Well, you always have to leave it in. Fucking bury it. So you attack twice. Let's see what the second attack is. 18. That will also hit. So go ahead and give me 2d6. 11 and 10. 21 damage? 20, then. Yeah, on both attacks. Oh, because of your strength. Yeah. All right, 21 damage, and then it did fail its constitution saving throw on one of those attacks. So go ahead and give me another d8. Man, this really OP weapon this whole time that has been underutilized. That's something. Ooh, 10. I don't add shit to that, right? No, not that one. Okay, 10. Uh, So you deal 30 da- 31 damage? Uh, yes. Yeah, the geez. rusty hatchet. That one looks hurt. God, it's bleeding. Green, oozing pus from its neck. Is he paralyzed? The troll is not. Okay, so now I know that I have to bury it. Precisely. Outstanding. That troll is going to attack back because it is not paralyzed. Claw, claw, bite. Does a 14 hit. No, no, no. Sorry, a 16. Uh, it meets... So two attacks are 16. The other one was a 14. So it's going to be a claw and a bite at you. But then the flumps all swarm him. Wow, I rolled three fives. 
Uh, so that's 15, 23 damage. Halved is going to be 13. Is that right? No, that's not right. No, 12. Yes, 12. Thank you. 12 damage to you after it's been halved. And then it is Brixius' turn. No, no, no. Sorry. Abe. Do I see the hatchet come out? You did. You have a bird's eye view. Do I recognize said hatchet? Do I know it's... I would imagine. The hatchet that got stuck in my chest? I think you'd have a good idea. And that Syrian just pulled out of a log he had sitting out in front of his house. You're so bitter about that. <laughs> All right, I'm going to gain a level in Barbarian and fly into a rage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want to use... I, mean, I guess there's still not like a whole fucking lot I could do from up here. Well, you could try and stealth some sort of assistance, but Bishmuck is attentive. All right, I'm going to walk away from Bishmuck. He's going to follow you. But being a little bitch. Why are, you, why are you up my ass? Because I don't want you to cheat. Cheat? You want to talk about cheat? How about three fucking trolls out of nowhere? They fight and hurt. I want to use, I want to use Thaumaturgy again. And I want to go... No way Gooblio fought three trolls at once. He's a bitch. He's full of shit. <laughs> the goblins aren't happy about this, and the ones around you are going to start grumbling and groaning and going... Throw him into the pit! <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. Is that it? I mean, I guess that's a spell, so that's an action. <laughs> uh, Just talking shit. I the third troll that popped out of the hole is now going to bear down on Brixius. So is he disengaging from Ambionitis? Yeah, just moving away from Ambionitis. Ambionitis, if you want to take an opportunity attack, you are free to do so. you damn right I do. Bury the hatchet. With Got you, Paul. You trying to pull a fast one. Magical hatchet that I definitely knew I had the entire time. Good! Good. Nat 20. All right. Suck my ass. So that's three. A lot of damage. (laughs) Well, no, your savage attack, too. That's what I'm saying. It's three rolls. Oh, okay. Do I get. Wait, do I get two attacks on a fucking op? No. Holy shit. What? You only get one. So three. Okay. Outstanding. Here we go. Uh, I'm happy you, uh. (laughs) You remember that when you're raging, you gotta moan. You yeah, finally, right. you finally did it as you're supposed to. You're welcome. It's because he's excited. 13, 7, 20. Um, roll 2d8 because it failed its constitution save Holy with a one. Christ, man, you're making Jet's divine magic fists seem like mittens. Both fours. Okay, so 28. Yup. And are you uh, leaving it in him or not? At this moment in time, yes, I would leave it in him. Okay, so. Right in the back. You bury this hatchet in the troll's back as it tries to move away from you. And when you do that, it suddenly freezes mid-step, and it does not move. Brixius, you see that this troll was about to claw at you and has frozen in place. The other one is still slightly alive in front of you. Slightly alive. (laughs) Well, I'd like to start with making quick eye contact with uh, Ambionitis, because I'm sure as he left it and the thing just fell... He would be left looking at me. I'm going to say, Hey, uh, Ambionitis, why didn't you start with that one? <laughs> why the hell did you save that till now? It's 
Always a good time. We'll talk about this later. Tra- All part of the plan. Challenges. We will talk about this later. Do we have to have a conversation about who's holding the cool shit? <laughs> Challenges. <laughs> and then, uh, me remembering that Abe had told us that these things need to be destroyed by fire or acid or just something to tear them apart. I would like to. I guess Firebolt's the one right in front of me. That's about the coolest thing I could do. I wish I could... Whoa! You can pick him up and throw him into the bonfire. Cast him into the fire! So... Yeah, just just lift him. How heavy are these things? Um... If I had to guess... 600 pounds? 400 pounds? Oh, 400 pounds Whoa. is nothing for a 7 foot tall. Yeah, would I be able to lift that? You could probably squat that. I mean, well, like, even like a deadlift, like, yeah. put it this way me weighing a buck 45 had deadlifted close to 300 pounds before. So I would imagine <laughs> big six foot nine Brixius could easily fucking sling this thing. All right. The average troll's going to weigh about 500 pounds. Uh, and how much can you lift in D&D 5e? With a uh, strength of 20. And these are skinny, starving crackhead trolls. Yeah, so if the average is 500 and they haven't been fed in a long time, I'd say they're uh, pretty bony. So it is put, carrying capacity. You can lift 20 times, or no, 15 times your strength score, which is 20. What does that math out to be, please? 300. 300. No, that is dumb. <laughs> so you can lift your brother, but you can't lift the troll. You could That's just drag. Lift. Could I drag up to thirty times your strength score? Push That's drag. 600. Oh no! Push drag or lift. Carrying capacity is times fifteen. So yeah, you could lift this thing. I think. Oh, fucking fantastic! Uh, how far away was that bonfire? Like 10, 15 feet? Yes, ten feet. Ten feet. All right, and how much of my movement is it going to take for me to pick this thing up? Nothing. That would be your action. Oh, that's my action, though, huh? Well, what if your if mage I, hand pick one of them up, what my if mage I, hand can only lift fifteen pounds? Can I invisibly can assist? <laughs> just assist. I'm not attacking if I'm just helping to lift, so I will stay invisible. I'll be honest, my character. Does Brixius does not yet know that Jet is down here? And if he were to figure out that Jet was down here, he would be very angry with Jet. So, just to throw that out there, just to prep the DM in case Brixius does find out, I'm uh, readying an action deep down that's not actually a turn. <laughs> that if I find out that Jet is down here, I'm going to flip. Okay. Damn, I really that really sucks that it's gonna take my turn, but I guess that's probably the coolest thing I can do. Uh Yeah, because there's only one troll still standing. I would just like to pick this thing up. Uh this troll. Uh right now he's kinda like his head's still at me. He's on his hands and hands and uh hands and knees, right? It's just prone on the ground. Oh, then I'd like to kinda pick him up so that like his legs are up and his head is down, and I'm like holding his back against my stomach, and I'm gonna come. And, uh, oh, what is the WWE finisher that I'm thinking of? The Wall of Jericho. Is that what that one is? Where his legs are up, and then I just kind of drop him on his neck. As oh, I, that's the pile driver. That's the pile driver. 
Yeah, I want to pile drive him into a bonfire. <laughs> okay. The, the tube stone pile drive. So then what we're going to do is you are going to add your strength plus one because this is going to be like an unarmed attack against the ground. And then you also just dropped him into the bonfire. So, Abe, how much damage does the bonfire do? Can I actually, uh, instead of using an unarmed attack with the ground, can I use the ground as an improvised weapon and make that a 1d4 plus my strength? <laughs> uh, we'll count it as an unarmed strike. Damn. <laughs> so since Jed's strength score is negative one, does that mean I can lift 30 times negative one? So I can lift negative 30 pounds? Not your modifier, your sure. score. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Actually, you know what, Brixius? It would hurt a lot more to get dropped on the ground than to take a fist to the face. So, yes, 1d4 plus your strength. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Nice. Oh, and the bonfire is uh, 1d8. If it make er, Yeah, if it fills a dexterity save, which... Is this the one that's paralyzed? No. Or... Actually, I'm going to give you something here. Uh, spells damage increases by 1d8 when you reach 5th level. Ah. So it's actually 2d8. 2D8. And uh, I did roll a 4 on that, so that's actually going to be 8 damage from the pile driver. Okay. Plus 2d8 for the bonfire, so I guess uh, since right. that's Abe's Do you want spell, me to roll the bonfire then? Yeah, it's your spell. You can go ahead and roll the bonfire. Yeah, I got to do something. <laughs> You're included. Six. <laughs> really? Yeah. But at least it's on fire now. All right, that is 14 damage. And the entire body goes up in flame. Nice. And it is blistered all over, and it does not move. Burns off the beard of feathers. Actually, yeah, you know what? Give me a dexterity saving throw, (laughs) Brixius. No! (laughs) I take it all back. Let the troll live. Like, you just, like, grappled it, and then while you were hugging it, just dropped it into a bonfire. <laughs> like, if he poofed up in flames, it'd be like putting a match to a stove that's been turned on for too long. What is the DC I'm trying to uh, beat? What's your saves, spell save, Abe? Um, Wait, the spell save for the bonfire? For how it burns my face? On that one, it's going to be a 17. What? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Why would why would the spell save for the bonfire affect my beard of feathers? I thought the beard of feathers and the you, I mean if you're pile driving it into a bonfire right, you're right. Like right on top of it. <laughs> I thought we had agreed you upon should have suplexed it into the bonfire. Oh man. Poor choice of finishers. <laughs> I use my inspiration. Alright, inspiration is burned. Uh... Possibly roll lower. <laughs> Oh man, I I actually don't think I'm gonna. Mm, this sucks, dicks. You would also take two d8 damage. Oh really? Would that just be the six? Not not even if I strategically just like do it on the edge of the fire, so my knees come down right on the edge of the fire ring. Let's hear what your spell save is. Well, that's a ten. Dexterity save. Oh yeah, I rolled a natural eight. My dex is only a plus two. Ooh. I- I'm gonna assume he's not literally gonna jump into the fire. I wouldn't. I don't think I would walk into the middle of a five-foot bonfire right in the middle of the flame and just fall in it. <laughs> no, I didn't think I had to specify that one, but <laughs> no. But when you do pile drive, you get a little bit too close to the flames, and it singes off your beard of feathers. 
can I put it out as a bonus action before it all burns up? You just get a goatee of feathers now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as it's burning, I just start clapping my face trying to put this out. I even bring my mage hammer around to smack me. <laughs> you now have mutton chops. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. There's, <laughs> there's something there. Uh, Jet, your turn. Okay, well, if I'm by the flumps and they're not doing anything cool, say at this point, looks like these guys got it covered, so I'd just uh, retreat back up to try to find Abe. All right, he is being booed by all the goblins. Why are you booing me? I'm right. And then while you're up there with Abe, the flumps are all going to congregate together, and they're going to huddle, and they're shivering and shaking, and... At the same time, they look very interested in what's going on in front of them. So that first troll is dead. Gublio is going to shout down, Good! Good! And Ambionitis, you're up again. All right. So the damn troll laying on the ground is paralyzed. So the one that was lying on the ground has been pile-drived, pile-driven into the bonfire. That one is dead. Then there's the one that is paralyzed, and that one is was walking towards Brixius, and then you have one that is still engaged with you. Okay. I want to warhammer the one engaged with me. Twice? Yes. Do I have to re-rage? Why would you need to re-rage? Has it been long enough? I didn't know if it was long enough. No. No, it hasn't been a minute yet. Okay. How many HPs are you at, Beerage? 98. Oh. <laughs> it's a real low. Yeah, we're, we're getting low. <laughs> I think he just had an idea. Uh, Paul, since you can't see, the light was out. Right when uh, Beerich rolled his dice and it hit the table, the light popped back on. Nice. Alright, so I rolled a 14, but I wanted to add my divine thing um, to possibly bump that up to be able to hit this fucking thing. Haha! So, yeah. Does 18 do it? That will. Alright, so that's the first one. And I hope this doesn't turn the fucking light off. Dang, dang. Oh, damn it. <laughs> but I rolled better though, so we're good. 13, 16, 19. Also hit. Solid. Oh, and you rolled a 19. Naturally? No, 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 oh, okay. no, 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 no. I would have been a lot more excited. God damn it. Alright. 11 and 10, 21. Okay. Paint the picture for me. Yeah, and this one is actually like mobile. Yes. Probably gonna go for the old the old knee to the head. So I'm gonna swing at his legs, crack him. I'm swinging left to hit his knees and then going back up to his head. You love that move. I do. It works usually often, and it's very satisfying. Eighty percent of the time, all the time. That troll, even though you just hit it for twenty-one. It looks a little bit better. It doesn't look like it hurt quite so much. It's going to claw, claw, bite at you. And the way that it's going to try and do this is it's going to try and grab your head with its talons, pulling you closer so that it can try and impale you on its other claws, and then bite into your neck. Hmm. And it's only going to manage to claw onto your head but then you are going to pull away as it tries to pull you in, and so it only manages to land the one hit on you, dealing... Oh, I rolled two sixes. 16 damage, and then you take half, so eight. 
Alright boys, we're looking a little tired at 90 HPs. Ben Abe, how are you going to deal with these irate goblins? Give them a glare and tell them to piss off. You want to intimidate them? Yeah, I want to intimidate them and ask them if they've ever actually seen Gublio fight this bullshit. I want to use Thaumaturgy while I'm doing this to make my uh, normal eye just like flash like glowing red or something. Something scurry. That's going to be a natural 20. Ooh. They all t step back real quick. And you ask them if they've ever seen Gublio do this. And an elderly looking female goblin with a large paunch steps forward and says, I saw him do it many moons ago. What do you know, Grandma? How? With his mace. But they're trolls. You can't kill them with just a mace. I saw it with my own eyes. And her eyes are really cloudy with cataracts. You're senile, woman. <laughs> That's actually a really good point, is because these goblins and everything don't, they're not familiar with magic. So the fact that Gublio was able to kill a horde of trolls, not even just one, but a pack of trolls without magic of any sort, and just a maze seems pretty far-fetched. How do you think they wound up in the pit? Wait, so he didn't even kill them? These are the ones he just, like, smacked around a bit? And then he's kept them alive to feed them for a while and then decided to, like, recently stop feeding him for a contest? And then he's expecting us to kill them. I'm calling some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, this contest is some bullshit. It is the third troll's turn. It is paralyzed. It does look a little bit healthier, though. And it is... It's paralyzed, but it's it's got a, a nice glow to it. Rolled a natural two on its constitution saving throw. Yeah. Brixius, you've just pile-driven one of the trolls, and it is dead. Perfect. So what I'm going to do next, I'm going to start moving back towards the rest of the battle. And I will go ahead and uh, shit whip a chaos bolt using my second spell slot that I have. So my last first level spell slot uh, to try to hit. So if I aim for the one that's in contact with Ambionitis and say I do by chance hit, which is the first big part of this process, but then roll two of the same dice to give it that chance to chain off into another creature within 30 feet. Can I have it chain into the one that is paralyzed on the ground, or is it going to go into my brother at that point? Because I know it's like a chaos thing, so I'm not sure like how much control I have over it, but it's also like a spell I'm casting, so I don't know if I get to choose yes. the creature within range. You get to... It leaps from the target to a different creature of your choice within 30 feet. Fantastic. So then, uh, yeah, shit-whipping the chaos bolt into the troll that is engaged with Ambionitis. That is going to be a 16. Battle hit. Oh, thank God. I have my fingers crossed on that one. That is a 5 and a 3. So that'll be 8 damage. And let me choose the type of damage real quick. I think you know what you should choose. Well, a 3 is for fire. A 5 is for lightning. So um, I'm going to go ahead and choose fire damage. All right. For that one. So eight fire damage into the one that is engaged with Ambionitis. And then I would like to use a bonus action 
to use my second win to regain hit points equal to 1d10 plus my fighter level. Because, uh, unlike some people, I don't, I'm not naturally blessed with, uh, 90 plus HP. Yeah. With that extra one inch, you know, makes all the difference. And I rolled nine, so I get, uh, 17 health back. And then I would also like to use my Know Your Enemy, because I'm sure... Have I been observing these trolls for at least a minute now? Nope. No? It's only been like 30 seconds. Since they initially like, came out the gate and everything? Yep. Okay. That's fine. Uh, so then, yeah, I just get 17 health back. And I guess that's the end of my turn. All right. The flumps have all grouped together, and they are going to... Because you've started moving around and they're frightened of you, they're not, they can't get any closer to you. So they're like moving around away from you as you march to and from this bonfire. And when you turn back and they're all grouped together, they're going to get scared and they're going to spray a cloud of awful smelling liquid. And it is going to coat you, Ambionitis, and the two trolls. All right. Go ahead and roll a dexterity saving throw, all of you, well, the two of you, to see if you avoid this. Damn it! I put this dice away for a reason. I brought it back out to give it another chance, and it fucking failed me yet again with a natural two on that yes. roll. I have advantage. <laughs> advantage to stench? Non-dexterity saving throws. Is that like a barbarian thing? Uh, yeah, danger sense. Well, I fail. Fuck. 16. Only Brixius is coded. Both the troll and Ambionitis move out of the way, and then the one troll that is uh, paralyzed is also going to be coated in this foul-smelling liquid, and you will stink to high heaven <laughs> for the next two hours. I thought I was about to say, and then the one who was paralyzed managed to uh, avoid it as well. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's so awful that anybody within five feet of you is going to be poisoned by the stench. Oh, that's that's rad. Uh, Jet, you are still invisible, but you are up near Abe. Actually, the thought did occur to me after I came up to the top. I am sort of curious that little hole that the trolls kept popping out of. Mm-hmm. If I could make my way back to there, poke my head inside just to make sure there's not like a fourth troll just sleeping down there or something <laughs> crazy. An extra five troll. <laughs> sure. So you can dash over there plus your. Uh, shadow step and it's just a cave filled with bones and it smells almost as bad as Brixius down there <laughs> yeah as I as I start walking down the wall to get there my my nose just starts burning my eyes are watering I hope my terrible ugliness doesn't bother you not at all boy <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no more trolls or anything nope no more trolls Okay. Just a lot of shit and bones. Well, yeah, that's about probably all I can do for my turn is my mad dash actions. Yep. Gublio is now sitting down on the edge of the canal, and he is super excited. Ambionitis. All right, so you're saying the one looks better. Yeah, both of them gained, seem to have healed a little bit. Fuck. Even though I just hit one with fire damage, it healed a little bit, so we're fucked. No, 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 no. Uh-huh. Uh, this was before you hit it with fire damage. Once you hit the one in front of Ambionitis with your chaos energy, your chaotic energy, which, by the way, why don't you go ahead and roll a d20 to s- 
to see if you wild surge again. Oh, you're right. Uh, I'll roll my bad dice. The one that keeps consistently fucking me. That's an 11. Okay, so you managed to cast it correctly. But Ambionitis, you notice that that fire, that ball of fire chaotic energy that is just going all over the place, it has blistered up the troll, and it's not healing. Yeah, I'm gonna murder it. Let's see if you can do that. It is bloodied. Fuck it better be, shit. 18, 21, 24. Done. 21. You know it. Give me that damage, baby. Ooh, I like when you talk to me like this. <laughs> you like when I talk dirty to you? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> like when I talk about dice rolls and natural 20s. The after dark session just came to uh, Paul trying to seduce all of us. <laughs> yeah. Roll for seduction. <laughs> the red light hitting M- Matt directly in the face is really, uh, really nice. You get advantage on seduction. <laughs> we in the red light district. 18 and 14. That is a total of 32. Yep. You almost got it, but it is still standing. Ah. And it's going to come right back at you with a claw, claw, and a bite. It's going to try the same move, but this time it's going to try and dig its claws into your shoulder and then the claws into the other shoulder so it can straight up swallow your head. Huh. Hot. Why are we talking about swallowing heads at <laughs> late night? The first claw goes into your left shoulder. The second claw... A 14, does that hit? No. Ah, oh, so you managed to keep your other shoulder out of its grasp. It's still going to try and bite you, and it will succeed with a 17. Dealing 24 damage, half of that is 12. Nice. Then Abe, you see that these trolls are starting to wither and falter, but the goblins, they're a little frightened of you, but they're still mad at you. Well, that's too bad. Looks like we're taking care of what Gublio wasn't able to do. <laughs> Get shit on, guy. I'm just going to say that, and I'm just going to keep eating my ham hock or whatever. Okay, well, when you say that, they actually all do turn back because now they want to see, wait, what are they doing down there that Gublio couldn't do? Actually killing them. And that third troll is going to seem to get a little bit healthier, and does it break free of the hatchet? It does. It starts to move, and it's going to continue in the exact same motion that it was doing before, which is going after Brixius, and it is going to rake its claws across your front, turning you around, and then raking its claws across your back, and trying to bite your ass. (laughs) Wow. Wow. And succeeding. Yeah, but uh, he also takes poison damage for being within five feet of me. Aha. Oh... Would you take poison damage for being within five feet of him? For that stinky ass. Yeah, he's going to bite a real raunchy, stinky butt. You must have a real killer ass. Oh, it has disadvantage on attack rolls. Wait, it has disadvantage as it had disadvantage this whole time? No, just because you got sprayed. Ha! Awesome. Way to go, little flumps. That means you have disadvantage, too. No, it doesn't. You also got sprayed. No, I was the only one who got sprayed. So now anything attacking me has disadvantage. No, also the one that who got, one got poisoned. Sprayed. Like the one who got paralyzed. That was the paralyzed oh, one. Okay, 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 okay. Well, it does still manage to land two of the attacks. Get absolutely shit mixed. Dealing a total of 18. Okay, uh, with the one that he missed, I would like to repost that one. All right. 
So I'll take the 18 damage. How many hit points you at? Not enough. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like three, probably. I just need to know if I should be worried about fighting these two on one anytime soon. No, so with my uh, repost, it will be smacking his ass. Since he tried to bite my ass, I am making sure I'm smacking his ass uh, with my war hammer. Bite his ass back. Yeah, repost, I believe I can only melee. I don't think I could, like, repost with a firebolt. Could I? No. I didn't think so. Oh, almost rolled the bad dice. <laughs> Not that time. You will have disadvantage because it is an attack roll. Well, fantastic. Can't get much worse than that. Until he does. Oh my goodness, you said disadvantage. Yep. <sighs> Natural one again. It's the G's. That's <laughs> terrible. You try to hit him in the ass, and you just wind up like running around each other, like dogs sniffing each other's butts. This is cute. You lose your warhammer in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it makes a satisfying noise. The flumps are flumping. Jet, are you still invisible? Yeah, it's only... I have an hour of invisibility, and I have not made an attack yet. Well, you could end it. Not in the middle of the arena, I'm not. Oh, that's right. You're down in the hole. I am. No, that was just a repost. Don't, aren't, don't I go before Jet? Is that not right? What? Don't. Isn't my turn in order before Jet? Oh, yeah, that's right. You're up. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> All right, I just want to make sure. All right, well, what I would like to do is uh, I would like to pick this troll up, kind of shoot a single leg takedown style, but then pick him up like I am fireman's carrying him, and then walk him over to the bonfire and hit the FU, a.k.a. John Cena's finisher move. I think it was recently changed to attitude adjustment, which is stupid, but I would like to fucking do that into the fire with him. I need you to give me a grapple check. So that's a contested strength. Both of you have disadvantage. Neither of my dice are rolling well right now, so... Well, what'd you roll? 19. With disadvantage? With disadvantage. Actually, it's not a saving throw. It's just a strength check. Yeah, still 19. All right, I rolled a 2 and a 3. So you pick up this troll, and you drive it into the uh, into the bonfire. Yeah, I just walk over, and... Uh, yeah, I just... Flip him over, hit him with that uh, other finisher move, and then while he's laying in the fire, I would like to carefully, keeping my face out of range of flames, reach in and take that axe off of his back. You want to take it out? Yes. That's probably a good idea before you stick him in a fucking fire. Alright. Sure, I'll let you do all that. Cool. So then... Is this going to be, like, from just hitting the finisher on him? Is that going to Well, actually, be... you know what? You won't be able to drive him into the ground because your action was to grapple. So you won't be able to pile drive him, but you could place him in the fire. Okay, so I'd like to place him in the fire from my shoulders. <sighs> All right, so you can do the damage for him, for the troll entering the area of the flames. All right, so that was the 2d8? Correct. Great. Well, since it is uh, Abe's bonfire, I'll let him roll that as he uh, comes down the stairs now. Because he has definitely been here the entire time and is just not speaking while we're waiting for him to... No, he was taking a piss. (laughs) He was peeing. Uh, 
Abe, can you go ahead and roll me some 2d8s for that bonfire? And, uh, yeah, preferably grab my fucking hatchet, because that thing's kind of fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. You want I... I did grab the hatchet, I used my bonus action to do that, and I am putting that in my finesse belt. Sorry, I had to... My, uh, false hydra had to sing its song, as it were. <laughs> Ten. Ten damage is done. And it starts blistering up. Then the flumps are gonna flump, and Jet is now in the hole. All right. So at this point, now that I know that there's nothing back in the troll's hole, I will be heading back up to the group. And if I can make myself appear in just among the commotion and have it seem normal, I can do that or I'll wait until next turn. Um, to get all the way back up to Abe? Yeah, I just like to be up there in like a, and turn off my invisibility, like inconspicuously. To get all the way back to Abe, it would take your dash action and the shadow step, so you would have to wait until next turn to become visible again. Alrighty. But it is now uh, Gublio, who is getting bored now. Finish them. And you're not sure if he's talking to the trolls or if he's talking to you two. Ambionitis and Brixius. Ambionitis, you've got a troll in front of you. And it is very close to dying. Can I use Firebolt on this fucking thing? Yeah, you could do that. 16. Hit. Damn. Seven. You kill it. Damn, Skippy. It blisters, its greasy hair goes up in a fiery inferno, and it roars. And it rolls, runs around before collapsing to the ground. And it's dead. There's one troll left. There's one troll left? He's currently in the bonfire. Oh, I get it. No I've just been kind of walking back and forth, hitting WWE finishers into the bonfire. That's <laughs> about, uh, it's actually been a pretty easy process. Pick him up, put him down. Pick him up, put him down. I guess I'll move to the fire. Abe, you can see that there is one troll left. I mean, looks like they got it, pretty much. They just have to keep it in the fire. So I want to use Thaumaturgy. Be like, oh. Gubriel, couldn't do that, could you? Uh, that troll is going to try and make a dexterity saving throw to get out of the flames, bailing with a seven. Bitch. How much damage does it take? Ava's gotten to roll more damage dice than me this round, I believe. <laughs> Nine. All right. It is going to claw and bite at Brixius, the one that just put it in the fire, and it's going to step out of the flames. Taking an opportunity attack from the fire. <laughs> does a 16 hit you, Brixius? It does not. All right. So it's going to do two claws. If it has to step out of the fire, does... And the fire occupies like a five-foot square. Does that mean that Brixius gets an opportunity attack against it? No, because it's still engaged with Brixius. Which, uh, which attack did he miss if he only hit two of them? Did it use a disengage action to move? <laughs> No, it just stepped forward, and it missed the bite. Which was, which, is it claw, claw, then bite? Yes. Yeah, I could take it. I'd like to repost the bite for my last superiority die. All right. So first it's going to deal 23 damage to you from its two claws. This time it comes sweeping up from the ground because you 
tried to drop it in the flames, so it is going to claw up, raking your inner thigh, and then it's going to slash at your abdomen, and it's going to come at you with its mouth open, and... So I'm going to repost, so first I got to roll to see if I'll hit, and then uh, I think when I reposted the first time I kind of messed that up, because I rolled to see if I hit, which I did last time, um, oh, but I for- shit. This guy's got disadvantage. Disadvantage. Aha! Alright, so you only take eight damage instead. Instead of what? What was it the first time? It was originally 23, so now you only take eight. Perfect. Alright, so I believe the way this repost works is I roll my d20 to see if I hit, and then I also add the superiority damage die to my actual damage roll as well which I don't think I did with the first time I reposted so it was actually should have been more damage when I did it earlier but that's my mistake so that is fine but let me first see if I hit 16 gonna do it yes um that's going to be 23 damage and go ahead and give me another superiority die roll to add the damage from your previous repost uh that's only an additional two so, what did I just say? 23, so 25. However, do I also have disadvantage in attacking him? I should yes. clarify that. Okay, so let me so let me reroll the d20 one more time to see if I actually hit him. And if I do, it's going to be 25 damage. Yeah, that is higher than what it was before. So, yeah, 23 damage. Cool. It's looking quite hurt. Sweet. So, yeah, as he came with the bite there... Uh, so he clawed at me twice, and as he's coming with the bite, uh, yeah, it's just gonna be the swinging of the war hammer, uh, to jab his jaw backwards as he's sticking it out for me. Alright, we're just gonna skip through the order, go straight to Ambionitis. Let's finish this thing. Can I get my turn? <laughs> well, you, you, oh, yes, you may have your turn. <laughs> That's twice he's trying to skip my turn. Because you keep reposting You shit. have these reactions, and I keep thinking that's your turn. All right, well... But I gotta know what the flumps are doing. I was gonna steal a bottle of alcohol from the group and throw it into the bonfire. You've got a bottle of grog. Well, what I would like to do is I would like to step forward and hit him with the choke slam back into the fire carefully so that my beard does not catch fire the rest of the way. It's a hell of a reach to choke slam one of these things. So, no. are you trying to tackle the troll, or hit it with your warhammer? Uh, none of the above. Um, so, like the big show, I would like to step forward and put my hand on his throat, and then my other hand holding on to his back slash shoulder, then I would like to pick him up and choke slam him and throw him down into the flames of the bonfire. Okay, we will count that as two different rolls. An attack, an unarmed attack. So roll to see if you hit. These things are ten footers, right? <laughs> they're like You're eight. Just reaching up, like oh, they're <laughs> eight, eight, nine. Oh, I was about to say a ten footer is six nine. I don't know if you could physically make that happen. In D and D, he could probably jump those two feet to. Yeah, but I mean, get him by the neck and like actually lift him to even jump. It's a tall order. What are the two rolls for? The first one's to, what, see if I can... Grapple him. Well, the first one's going to be to hit. And then, 
basically you're going to be hitting and then spearing. Has it been a minute yet? No, I don't think so. We're getting close, though. Damn. All right, so that's going to be a 15 on hit. That meets who? Great. So then the second one is another attack roll, then? It's going to be contested strength. Okay. Oh, wait. We both have disadvantage. Well, that's not so good for me. I rolled an 18 and a 5, but with that 5, with my strength, that'll be a 10. Uh, The troll has a 19. Rolled a 19 and a 15, plus 4. So, you deal the damage, but you don't choke slam it. If you say so. Instead of choke slamming, you just jumped forward and, like, throat chopped. Okay, is that going to deal damage? Yes. So that'll be uh, one plus your strength. Six. For dicks. Seven. <laughs> also also dicks. for dicks. Eight. More dicks. Hey, Ambionitis. This troll is looking within your reach of ending it. Yeah, so here's what's going to happen. I'm going to run over there with a warhammer, do a nice little jump spin and crack it in the chest and kind of put it back into the fire. Okay. Keep in mind that uh, I am grappled with him. <laughs> from, <laughs> That's too bad. From the front. <laughs> no, you failed on the grapple. Either way. No, I, I successfully did the grapple. I failed with the choke slam. You successfully attacked, but you failed on the grapple, which would have been the hold and drop. Gotcha. Okay. Either way, it was still coming. <laughs> so. Uh, You're going to have disadvantage because they both stink. Hmm. Plump. <laughs> How long does that stink last? Two hours. Two hours. <laughs> 23. That sounds beautiful. Hey. Do I even have to roll the second attack? Yes, please. Okay, absolutely. Uh, 20. 1. 2. That, 22. That will also hit. 24. 24 damage. How does it look when you kill this thing? Um... Like I said, jump, uh, spin into planting feet, swinging into chest. Um, if that backs him up, then probably headshot to follow it, and then hopefully push it back into the fire so it burns. That's exactly what happens. And the goblins go silent. And then all of a sudden, they start cheering, and the ones that are around Abe, they look at you, and they seem to have a little bit of a newfound appreciation for you and your friends. Gublio sits there with his arms folded and he's smirking. He's looking around a little nervously, but he's smirking nonetheless. Gublio's a bitch. And all the goblins start chanting, Orc! 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 We're half orcs. <laughs> Was the group of seals? I'd like to, uh... I'd like to, uh... The dead one that's laying on the ground that is not in the bonfire, I would like to go drag that one into the bonfire. That's probably a good call. I mean, I did burn that fucker, though. Still, the other two are laying dead in that bonfire. We should probably set up another finisher move for this one. If you just want to hold him and, like, kind of keep him steady, I'll spear him. <laughs> so that or a nice rock bottom. And Gublio stands, claps his hands, and goes, Well done. That's one challenge done. And that's our episode. Can I get my hatchet back? 
No, I have it. It's in my finesse belt. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you for my hatchet back. No. <laughs> yes. No. I'm getting my hatchet back. We will duel for it. No, I'm getting my hatchet back. On the next episode of the Death Saving Bros podcast. Those of you that are listening, I hope you enjoyed what you heard. If you did, head over to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Sorry, iTunes isn't a thing anymore. Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Leave us a five-star rating and review, and we will read you on the air. We do have a couple that are in the vault right now, and we will pull those out in the coming episodes. Until then, if you would like to keep up with other news that we may have, you can follow us on social media, at Death Saving Bros. And if you were a fan of the Life Saving Bros account on Instagram, that has now been combined with our Death Saving Bros account, where you can find tips, tricks, and other gaming materials to help bring your D&D campaign to life. If you would like to keep in touch with us personally, you can reach out to us on Twitter. I am at HPCamper. I'm at Benfro15. I'm at get the hatchet back. Uh, I'm a underscore B underscore rad. I'm at my hatchet will return next episode. I'm on PS4 as F-A-T-T dash Smith. Playing only single player games. Hell yeah. And all those of you listening in your cars, in your homes, or wherever you may be, keep saving those death throws, and we'll see you on the next one. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The songs Autumn on the Ramparts, Autumn on the Ramparts Combat, The Liquid Truth, Midnight in the Ashen Grove Combat, Ritual Deep, Dark, and Wet Bass and Percussion, Sailing with the Splintered, Low Intensity, and Tussle in the Shipyard Ambient are copyright Will Savino and the Music D20 Project. These tracks are used with permission, all rights reserved. The Death Saving Bros theme song is an abridged version of the song Run by Kai Angle and sourced from the Free Music Archive. This track is used with permission under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. You can read the full license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0 slash legal code.